beautiful mamas, and welcome back to Enlightenedhood. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, and today's intro is really hard for me to record. Uh, I had an amazing conversation on this podcast with Nicole Davidson of Eva CBD, and she shared with us how she was able to save the life of her dog, Mary, using CBD superfoods. But it just breaks my heart to tell you that a few weeks after we recorded this podcast, that Mary did end up passing away. I just have goosebumps telling you that. So I encourage anyone who's listening today to just send so much love and light Nicole's way. Anyone who has that extra special animal companion in your life, I'm sure you know the heartache that comes with losing your best friend. So Nicole, we send so much love to you. You are amazing, and we are so grateful that Mary has been your guiding light to help so many people through your company. If you're interested in any of the products that we're discussing today, I will put a link to the Evis CBD website in the description of the podcast, as well as on the Enlightenedhood Instagram. I will be completely transparent with you. If you do purchase through that link, I do get a little bit of a kickback because I have become an affiliate of the company, but I must tell you, I have been taking the Better Mood product for about a month and it has helped tremendously with all my postpartum issues. It has helped with my postpartum anxiety and I've just been having really weird infections and inflammation and it has helped me manage that, stay sane, stay grounded. And if you've never tried CBD before or you tried the oil and it didn't necessarily do anything for you, I highly recommend trying it in a capsule. If you use the code Lena, L-E-E-N-A, at checkout, you will get 20% off your purchase. Going back to Nicole, I think she shares a really beautiful definition of motherhood. And I think one of the amazing things about this platform is there's not one definition to mother. You don't have to have just birthed a child to be a mother. There's so many ways that you can show up and care for someone else and be your best self. And so I think that's what this platform is all about. So again, here's Nicole. So Nicole, can you tell me about the first time you saw Mary? Okay. Um, The first time I saw Mary was in December of, I think it was 2004. I was 14 years old and my mom was coming home from community service at the local shelter and she uh on her way home on her way out to her car she saw someone bringing in a bunch of puppies and she said wait 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 before you go in to drop them off at the pound let me take a look at what you have and she chose mary she brought it her home and uh it was just this tiny little white puppy in the palm of her hand just she was six weeks old and so cute and so beautiful. I just instantly fell in love with her right there. And then you became her mom right then and there. Yeah, yeah. That she was my uh, Hanukkah gift. Aw, what a gift! Yes, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It definitely um, over the years, definitely the gift has grown more and more valuable. So she grew up with you almost. Yeah. Yeah, we grew up together. Oh my goodness. So then how old was she when you realized that something was wrong? 
So um, I actually didn't realize it. My partner, Dane, did. He noticed that her neck was swollen and her lymph nodes on her neck were swollen. And um, the only reason he noticed was because he had some history with like tonsillitis and, and like having trouble with his neck. So he said, hmm, it doesn't look normal. And um, this is when she was 12 years old. So that's about two, two and a half years ago, a little over two and a half years ago. And so you took her to the vet and what did they say? They said, because of her age, we want to uh, test for cancer. And so we're going to take a aspiration. And so that means they like stick um, a big needle into the lymph node and take some of, take a sample and then look at it through a microscope. And so I, uh, I said, okay. And we waited two weeks. I think it took two and a half Mm. weeks to get the results back and, uh, basically didn't eat or sleep for those two and a half weeks. (laughs) Oh my God. That must've been the worst waiting period ever. Yes. Yeah. And then it wasn't great to hear the results either. So what did that feel like when they told you that? Um, <laughs> it felt like I was dying too. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> like it's making me cry right now. <laughs> you know, like, wow, we're really getting into it. Um, yeah. <sighs> okay. So yeah, I just honestly felt like, you know, you're my best friend and if you're dying, I'm dying too. Like, there's no way, like, like you said, like we grew up together, like we're in this together. If you're leaving, I'm leaving. Like, there's no way you can be this sick. Um, so that was like my first, my first response was definitely just sadness. And like, I felt like powerless because of what, um, what we've been taught about cancer Mm -hmm. and seeing, um, what it has done to people before. So I just, I absolutely felt powerless and heartbroken and like, I just wanted to die right along with her. But then you kind of went into fight mode because the wheel started turning, right? Yes. So after that initial shock of like, you know, my, my baby and every, every, all of that, like heartbreak where you really feel the emotion once that you're able to stop crying and catch your breath and turn some logic on, um, which is hard, but luckily I had support from my partner, Dane. And he's like, look, you know, you, we work in the cannabis industry at the time we were in Sonoma County and we had a, it was under prop 215, a fully uh, legal cannabis dispensary. And we were helping people with raw cannabis juice and they had um, epilepsy, and they had a history of stroke. They had a kidney disease. They had um, broken bones that wouldn't heal. They had heavy metal uh, toxification where they couldn't even walk because the heavy metals were were basically killing them through their blood. And we were helping them with this cannabis juice. And I thought, and I was also using the cannabis juice for my ulcerative colitis. So I thought, okay, if it's helping all of these things, you know, we've heard we're in medical cannabis. We're in the medical marijuana industry. So the the reason that industry came about was because of cancer patients and AIDS patients um, struggling with, with their journey and so and their diagnosis and the treatment, of course. 
Um, so once we put that logic into place and put that belief down and, you know, the, the vet told us Mary has three months to live with or without chemotherapy. And I just thought with or without, then without, why would you, mm-hmm. why would you give your, your dog poison, make her die faster? Just let's just give her the best life we possibly can and try everything we can do over the next three months to make her feel good and happy and comfortable. And, 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 you know, like if this is the rest of her life, if it, you know, treat it like it's the rest of yours as well, what would you want? Good food, Mm -hmm. you know, go out in nature, um, eat superfoods. So we gave her the cannabis juice and we gave her, um, CBD oil from a local farmer and it was like raw uh, CBD oil where he soaked the flower in olive oil and um, really the biggest effect was after she ate or drank the cannabis juice I'd have to like put it on her food or a little or something and um, she would be energized and happy and running around and playful again so that really that gave us hope right mm-hmm. um but with cancer you you don't know until you you go back and get it checked right so we were just doing the best we could for those 3 months um and she survived through it and it was like 3 months is over and she's she's eating she's happy she's running around we're going on hikes you know we're living our best life is what they say right mm-hmm. um and so when we went back, they said, oh, well, she's doing great. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, the vet actually said, I don't, I don't really believe it. She didn't believe in it, but we were proving it every day. And we could show her videos of Mary running around and jumping up on the couch and, and things like that. And um, the vet was not able to believe it and said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. But like, we couldn't, they, she refused to see us any longer because we weren't going to do chemotherapy or surgery or anything like that. Wow. So then once you saw it was working, how did you, were you motivated to keep working on it or did you get any inspiration for um, products for your business? So the thing is, is that um, the juice became very popular and we were getting people, uh, we had one patient with brain cancer in San Francisco and she would come up every week and get a big order of the juice. But the, the problem is green juice goes bad with, as soon as it hits oxygen. So I was doing my best to take the, I was vacuum sealing mason jars of this cannabis juice to get all the oxygen out and I was freezing it so it could last uh, as long as possible. But still, it, as soon as it hits oxygen, it's, it's very, um, it's very, it's a raw food. So it's, it's potentially dangerous, right? Um, so we had to figure out a way to naturally and organically preserve the raw acidic cannabinoids, which is what is the main factor in her remission, is the raw acidic cannabinoids that are found in, in cannabis before it's heated, before it's extracted. It's just in the whole plant. And uh, that's like THCA, CBDA, CBGA. Um, and so those are very powerful and that's because they are actually water soluble and Mm -hmm. we are made up of more, we are made up of more water than 
fat. So when people take like the CBD oil, we spent hundreds of dollars on the CBD oil, but it didn't show anywhere near the instant effects of energy and livelihood as the juice, as the whole plant raw cannabis did. Interesting. And I mean, it's a, it's, it makes sense because it's like the living enzymes, you know, why people right. go raw vegan is because they say like that when the plant is alive, you, you absorb the, that live energy, that those live nutrients. But as soon as you start cooking it and extracting it and turning it into something else, it's not as bioavailable. It's not as natural to your body. So your body doesn't recognize it as, as well. So it just passes it through. Right. So you must have realized once you saw the effects it had on Mary that you had something here, right, with what you created? Yeah. Once once we were, um, I guess, about six months in the clear, then we really started thinking, like, we need to share this on a much larger scale. We really need to, like, develop this into a product, develop this so that we can we can really sell it and not, I mean, like, not sell it, but share it with people who are suffering from the same thing. Because again, we didn't use chemotherapy. We didn't use surgery. Um, We only used this raw cannabis mixed with turmeric and ginger. And, you know, you can, and if someone's listening and they can, and, and they're able to, they can make this at home. It's not like a secret or anything. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's just, it's just, three natural raw ingredients that we put together and, you know, found it to, to work so well for her. So yeah, we really felt like we need to share this because, because so many people are, are suffering from chemotherapy and, and, um, tons of different types of cancers these days. And what has the response been like from people who have tried this? It's been positive. It's been a lot of times when people call, text, or email with their review, um, it's many times, especially if they're sick, it can be life-changing. And plenty of healthy people take our products as well, and it can still be life-changing for, you know, if they're taking, like, our um, formula that's a chill pill, like, that can replace a pharmaceutical anti-anxiety that the pharmaceutical may have adverse effects and you can say like you know what I don't want to I don't want to have to suffer from all these adverse effects I'd rather take something natural um so we really I'm so happy to hear almost you know almost every day a good someone calling or texting or emailing or messaging saying how well it's working for them how how it's helping them live a healthier and happier life wow so let's talk about motherhood because you said something really beautiful when we were talking before about being a dog mom. And I just love the way you phrase just motherhood as a whole. If you could just tell me it again, because it was just so poetic the way you said it. <laughs> well, I don't remember exactly what I said, <laughs> um, but I will say this quote that I thought of this morning at like five in the morning when Mary woke me up to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then that maybe it will spark that as well. But I believe motherhood is or can be called as you as you have greatly, um, I think, 
coined the term enlightenhood because it awakens you to a higher level of awareness, compassion, understanding, and love. And so when you're put in a position to care for another, you know, it doesn't matter if if it's actually your child, your dog, your partner, even your best friend, or sometimes it could be your own mom who you need to be a mother to, in my case. Um, It can be a time where you are really enlightened and and shown how your level of awareness of yourself, so like what you're doing, what you're thinking, how you're taking care of yourself, how much compassion you show to others, you really start to observe that and learn from that. I have goosebumps. I love it. Yes. (laughs) That was even more poetic than the first time. (laughs) That's a, yeah. So I just, I feel like it's, um, and I want to say like, I don't want to hold this to females. I also want to include every other um, sexual identity that's out there um, that, because Dane, my partner, sometimes is more of a mother to Mary than I am. He'll, he'll be like, hey, did you give her her medicine? Or, you know, can you give her a bath? Or what, like, you know, let me mm-hmm. bring her home a toy or a snack or whatever. Like he's, he is just as much or more of a quote unquote mom or parent or, you know, caring individual that shows a higher level, just, it's just a higher level of awareness and compassion than just someone who has no identification with caring for others at, at that, um, in that place, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think there's something so special about being the caretaker of an animal. I agree that it just enlightens your whole world in so many different ways. And it just makes me so furious and sad when people say, oh, it's just a dog or, you know, and they don't understand the connection that we really can have with our pets. Yes. Uh, Especially, yeah, I mean, I agree, especially with, because I mean, I, I have always grown up with pets and animals and stuff and I've always, you know, had a connection to nature. But there was a time when I was a child and I and I was taught, oh, she's just a dog. You can leave her at home. Just give her dog food. Just, you know, give her a bed, walk her twice a day. That's all she needs. And then you you really start to realize, no, that's not all a dog needs. That's that a dog is a sentient being and, and we're all beings. We're all here and they have something to teach you just as much as that you have to give to them. Mm-hmm. I love that. Do you feel like Mary has helped you find your life purpose? Definitely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. It's, I never, I honestly, I tell her, like, I feel like she, she saved me. You know how people say like, who rescued mm-hmm. who, right? Yes. Um. So yeah, I was, I grew up, I had a traumatic childhood. I was, I've, I still deal with depression and anxiety and she is a registered ESA dog so I mean I really and she really does like she really does provide that emotional support and it's surprising especially for people who don't are not dog people or don't understand that they that there is a level of communication there and let alone Mary actually snorts to communicate like a pig (laughs) So she snorts to laugh. She snorts to talk. She, when I say, Hey, do you need to go out? She'll snort like, 
you know, oh just like goodness. a pig. <laughs> and it, like, I, she didn't always do that. But honestly, I think it's been maybe like the past four or five years where she started verbally confirming things. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? You really understand what's going on? <laughs> oh my goodness. Have you heard the term, I think it's, and this may be totally wrong, called familiars in terms of spirituality and like past lives? I think I have, but go on. So, <laughs> so I feel this way about my dog that he was with me in a past life and I was doing research on it if other people had felt this way. And I came across the term familiar, which is an animal that has been with you through multiple lifetimes. So do you feel that way about Mary? So I would say, you know, sometimes I really do get goosebumps when we're communicating. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but we sometimes communicate like telepathically. Mm. And she's she definitely... And she will confirm it with her snorts or whatever. If I'm like, am I crazy right now? Am I like talking to myself? And she'll be like, snort, snort, snort. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, okay, you, no. you are there with me. Um, but yeah, I think that some that um, yeah, I think that she definitely knows. Sometimes I feel like she knows me better than I know myself, and and that would possibly explain that she's that her soul or her energy or what do you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever your beliefs are, that it's been, it is familiar. Yeah. It definitely yeah. is, you know, really familiar. Like I, and I do feel that when Dane and I and her are together, it does feel like we've all been here before. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel, I totally, totally understand that. Oh, now I want to just go squeeze my dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. So let's talk a little bit moving, transitioning into your business and talking about CBD and hemp and the cannabis industry, because I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions and stigmas out there when it comes to such a powerful plant. And what would you say you wish that was one thing that people really understood about it? That you can get all of the benefits, like the medical benefits that we're talking about, such as putting, you know, your dog in cancer in remission, um, that you can get all of the medical and other spiritual uh, benefits from the plant, cannabis sativa, without having to smoke it, without having to heat it. Um, without having to extract it just straight from the earth. Like you go to apple orchard and you see apple trees and you pick an apple and you eat it. If it were a cannabis orchard and you go to the can and you go to the plant and you pick off a flower and you eat it, just look at it as the same exact thing. It's just produce. It's just another herb. It's an herbaceous flowering plant. And so that's like the biggest thing, I, the biggest misconception is that it's something else rather than mm -hmm. just another plant outside. Yeah. Sorry, man. You no. got, you got me like started. No. <laughs> you got no. me triggered there. No, <laughs> preach, preach. <laughs> That's what this platform is for. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. So all of your products, they all have 
uh, or ha- ugh, my upstate New York accent just came out hardcore with my <laughs> ac- with my vowels. So they all have they're all hemp based, correct? Yes, we use one hundred percent USDA organic hemp flowers. So the actual okay. thing that looks like what people call and smoke um, weed. So it looks like a bud. It's it looks pretty purpley and smells like what people call weed. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what we use. So what would you say out of all the different solutions and products that you have, which one sells the best? Hmm. I would have to go and look into my actual sales (laughs) reports because lately they've been kind of neck and neck. They've been Mm. they've been competing, all competing with each other. We have six different formulas. So we have better relief. And that's the one that we use. Um. That's turmeric and ginger and hemp, and then Better Pet Relief, which is the same formula, but it's marketed for pet parents and pet consumers just because it makes more sense to them for it to say pet on the bottle. But mm-hmm. yeah. just in case anyone ever orders the wrong bottle, they are the same exact formula and same exact same human organic standards. Um, and then we have Better Mood, which is the chill pill I take once or twice a day. Better Brain, <laughs> which is... Um, our focus aid, which I took before this call and, and <laughs> take all, before all my calls and all my meetings. And I take it every single morning with my better mood. And then we have better energy, which is kind of obvious, better energy. It's just better than Red Bull and um, coffee if you're not like a huge fan of coffee because if a coffee makes you happy, I wouldn't say to stop drinking it, but <laughs> it's got physical and mental energy that will be sustained for about four or five hours. And then we also have better sleep. So if you have trouble sleeping or, you know, the kids are, well, if the kids are keeping you up, you probably need to get up and tend to them, but <laughs> um, better sleep for those nights that you, you know, that you should be sleeping and you're tossing and turning and uh, can't get your mind to stop or your body to rest. I love it. I'm going to have to get me some. I'm just staring at them right now trying to figure out which one I want. For the pet version, for it says, well, well, I can't speak right now. Tongue-tied. So less pain, more living for pets. So my dog has severe separation anxiety. Would mm-hmm. you say that it would also help him in that? Because... I've tried, so he was on some rough pharmaceuticals for a while, which I hated having him on, but he would literally have a panic attack to the point where we would come home and there would be a a pool of drool at the window just because he was just having a panic attack Mm. for hours while we were gone. So I've tried all different kinds of things that are natural. I've tried aromatherapy and I've had I've tried CBD treats but I feel like they made him more anxious so Mm. do you think that it may help him I honestly so all of our formulas are animal friendly um they're safe for dogs cats birds lizards anything with the the endocannabinoid system they're safe for unless they have an allergy to one of the additional herbs I would suggest our better mood product for the separation anxiety because valerian root in it yes and that will calm calm the dog down 
Yeah. Oh, and lemon balm, which is great for calming. Yes. And it's good for brain health too. So just to, because the anxiety will, you know, it'll turn into other things. I know that Mary used to have separation anxiety when she was younger and I was in college. She would bite her nails. Ooh. Um, I didn't have, obviously, I didn't have these products back then. I'm trying to remember what I did. That was, I just, I think I changed my schedule. That's what I did. Mm. So instead of being gone all day, I would go in the morning yep. and go at night. So then yeah. I could see her in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, the things we do. Well, yeah. it's, you know, she yeah. was like chewing her, like yeah. you said, like it's with some, um, it's funny because the Avengers Endgame just came out and the trailer, they say, whatever it takes. And I was thinking, that sounds like what a mom would say, <laughs> like, yep. whatever it takes, I got to, I got to take care of my kid. I've got to take care yeah. of my loved one. You know, like we said, it doesn't, doesn't have to be your child, but whoever it is that you're taking care of, that you really, you know, you really love them and you mm-hmm. feel for them. You're like, Hey, whatever it takes, I need, yeah. I need to do this. Yeah. We totally rearranged our routine for our dog because when we got him, he, yeah, he had such bad separation anxiety, so we couldn't really be alone for too long. And he also was very fearful around new people and other dogs. So, you know, it took a while to really get a schedule, but we were patient and we worked with him and he was really our enlightenment as well, because he taught us so much about patience and unconditional love. And now we have a very specific routine to leave the house and he's fine, but it it took a really long time for him to be comfortable enough for us to just walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, and you wonder, like you're talking about past lives earlier, if he had some sort of <laughs> past mm-hmm. trauma where yeah. he had abandonment, you know? Like, oh, yeah. What is it that is scaring him to death? Because he feels like his like life is at risk if you leave him. Yeah. So it's like, what kind of abandonment it was? Did you? Because you did you get him as a puppy? No, he was a rescue. So okay. he came up from North Carolina, where New Jersey, and he was in a caravan of like ten dogs that came up from that they rescued from a kill shelter in North Carolina. So we met him. We actually, we knew we wanted a dog and we knew he's an Australian cat, an Australian cattle dog mix. So he's already fearful to begin with. Um, And when we were walking around the shelter, I saw him and he wanted nothing to do with us at all. And then I just had a feeling about him and they brought him into the room and he came right in and sat down next to me and put his head right on my lap. Mm. And in that second, I was like, we have to take this dog Mm. home. (laughs) He has imprinted on me. And that is the rest of history. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) But yeah, he definitely had some kind of trauma. And I, I worked really hard to try to trace back his story to try to figure out what happened to him. But I only got as far as the pound and then they never responded, and I it was just a dead end. Hmm. But I wish I knew it's those things you wonder. And I also would love to know what he looked like as a puppy because he was probably the cutest puppy that ever existed because he has all these polka dots. Aww. So he was probably, oh, my gosh. I, like, want to cry thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well... Well, we're happy we have them now, right? But yeah, I yes. would suggest, going back, I would suggest a better mood um, as as an anti-anxiety. Um, and 
So hemp, just in general, people say like, oh, give CBD treats. And because people have had success with CBD oil, that's the only reason why it's got to, you know, be, you know, so trendy right now, right? There's got to be some people having success with it. And some people have more success with the acidic cannabinoids, the raw Mm -hmm. ones. Um, So you really do have to look and see what's what works for you and just know that if you do use CBD, it only has a six to 10% bioavailability. So if you're buying a bottle that has a thousand milligrams, you're only going to get, you know, six to 10% of that 10% of thousand, it's a hundred. So, um, make sure that you're, you're not spending thousands of dollars on something. If, if it's not first of all, if it's not working well and, and instantly. Right. Right. Um, and then otherwise, yeah, so I wouldn't say, I don't want to like put down CBD oil because I'm sure that it works for many, many people um, and many dogs. But just it's it's because cannabis works on homeostasis. The endocannabinoid system works on keeping you uh, balanced, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that your anxiety is also balanced. And um, so people have turned to CBD to be an anti-anxiety, but we it's it's not always like i said because of the bioavailability it's not always as effective right so what we did is add extra herbs that work within 15 to 20 minutes so you're gonna get that back up phytocannabinoids 10 milligrams per capsule minimum in our formula to give you all of that endocannabinoid support and that healing that anti-inflammation and everything but also those two really strong herbs, lemon balm and valerian root that have been used for thousands of years in Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine Mm -hmm. to give you that effect that you're looking for instantly. That's that cannabis cannot do unless you're most likely using an activated version and smoking it, vaporizing it, something like that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I love valerian root. I used to have such bad menstrual cramps when I was a teenager and valerian root was the only thing that ever helped. Hmm. So it has been a lifesaver for me. I'm pro valerian root. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a, there is something that I didn't, I wasn't aware of valerian root did. I know that better mood helps with PMS and the PMDD, but but now I know why it helps even more. <laughs> yeah, my mom found it because my my sister is she's one of the smartest people I know but she gets really stressed out and flustered and she failed her driving test three times (laughs) and so my mom was trying to find something that she could take to calm her nerves and she came across valerian root and so she started with my sister and she passed (laughs) her third time but then I she recommended it for me for pain and I had never heard of it or knew that it had any um pain what is the word I'm looking for pain relief yes yes (laughs) pain relief capabilities yeah that's and and I get surprised when I because we're always um educating people on the different uh properties of our herbs and I learned most recently so bacopa is one of our better brain ingredients and I just knew that it was yeah, I, I formulated it for um, the Ayurvedic purposes because it's been used for dementia and Alzheimer's, you know, to increase clarity and memories and, and clean the brain plaque. And then recently I learned that it was also a mild pain reliever. Mm. And so I've used better brain um, if I get sometimes rarely 
very rarely, but I'll get a migraine and um, then I'll take two better brain and it'll be and gone. It helps? Yeah. Oh, that's so good to know. I've been having the worst migraines because all the hormone shifts postpartum. And then, of course, I have terrible allergies. So, and I have sinus troubles. That's so good to know. Yes. Bacopa, you said? Yeah. I've never even heard of that. (laughs) Yeah. Bacopa monieri. It's a flowering plant. Yeah, it's really pretty, too. And I think it's pretty easy to grow. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go do some research after this on it. Yeah, a lot of the herbs, a lot of herbs are easy to grow and like, you know, you have, you Mm -hmm. see people with basil and cilantro in their window and a lot of the, those are just like the basic, (laughs) basic herbs, you know, and then we've got a whole bunch of other ones that are um, easy to grow and super medicinal. Even basil and cilantro are very antioxidizing and detoxifying. Yeah. For if I were to grow those types of herbs and replace them with the ones that I like to grow every summer and then never end up using, how would I, is there a way for me to just simply incorporate them into my everyday life? I think that, um, the easiest thing would be to dry them and then use them in your foods and maybe make Mm. a tea. Okay. But eating that. So I do suggest first eating them whole. So I would, um, dry them in the shade or if you had a, what are the, those like counter dehydrators, like a food mm-hmm. dehydrator, then yeah, you can, cause if you either you can, so if you don't have a food dehydrator, you can put them in the oven to dehydrate them. But yeah, I would just grind them up, put them in a bottle and sprinkle them in your foods. Or, um, if it's bitter, if it's fresh, it probably shouldn't be bitter, but if one of them is bitter, like a bitter herb, then I would I could tell you how to put it in a capsule <laughs> so that if you didn't want to taste it, you know, you can get a little capsule machine. Oh my goodness. You're opening my world so much. I'm going to, I haven't started my garden yet. So. Well, it'll be your medicine garden. Yeah. I might have to change it up this year. <laughs> Especially because all we moved in October and I, it took like three carloads for all my plants to come to the new house. And most of my outdoor ones just decided that this year was just not their year. And so oh, a lot no. of them didn't come back. It was so sad. The old, and the, my lilies never fail, but everything else was just like, nope, not this year. Oh, no. So, yeah, I need some new outdoor things to to care for yeah I would look for whatever thrives locally yeah that would be because then you're like okay well that one's surviving it can it can survive for me (laughs) good to know (laughs) but um but yeah that's the we call we love having plants as well and sometimes Dane calls them the planimals (laughs) I love that. The planimals. Yeah, because we was like, oh, hi, plant. You know, you have to take care of it, too. Yes, so, yep. Um, and talk to it. Yeah. When we were when we were having a, when we had a cannabis dispensary and we were growing our cannabis in-house, I really, I had no, I still don't really have a green thumb, but I had no connection whatsoever to plants. I just thought, plant's a plant. Like, what do you mean you can talk to a plant? And then the more time you spend with, especially cannabis plants, or I don't know if it's not like you can get high from being around it, but 
it almost, it's very relaxing and the terpenes are very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if you go into a rose garden, how do you feel 20 minutes? Like you spent 20 minutes in a rose garden and how do you feel after you feel relaxed? You feel Mm -hmm. nice. (laughs) So it's, I really, I really do like, um, plants too. They, they do have, they add an extra, Mm -hmm. um, layer to life. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of plant moms out there too. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I became a plant mom much later in life. I never lived anywhere that had enough light to have plants. And then I just went insane once I had somewhere that had lots of windows. <laughs> like, oh, now I'm living yes. in a forest. <laughs> yes, I'm living my truth as a crazy plant lady. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Well, it's been so wonderful talking with you. I like to end this podcast with just words of encouragement for anyone out there who might be having a bad day or just got bad news and just needs a pick me up. What are those words of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners? Everything, everything ends. So whatever terrible thing that you're going through, no matter if it ends well or bad, it will be over and you will be able to live Without whatever stress, you know, whatever bad day you're having, you will be able to bounce back and be happy and healthy once again. So don't worry. Just hang in there. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Hood, a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and sees the beauty in every woman's why. If you would like to be part of our community, Find us on Instagram at Enlightenedhood and subscribe to this podcast where we put out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm.